0: a perfect picture pictures ain't my thing but I could put a story in your head and open up your eyes so listen folks this one is for my brother sisters, cousins, all humans alike. let's take a second to remind ourselves to keep your humble and if my brother should fall,
1: all right so we're back with the Juby take I'm Steve I'm Adam and I'm Ian and Ian Ian's with us Mr Ian Casper yeah we're excited right. to have him in here the flesh. His uh, second episode that he's been on. I believe
2: the
0: first one was Sharknado.
1: That's correct. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shark Week, Sharknado. Bri-
0: brilliant on that one, by the way. Fantastic. Oh, you. Fantastic. Mm. Since I
1: yeah. knew absolutely nothing about sharks. One of the episodes
0: we actually get the most uh, comments about when talking to people about the podcast. Yeah. Everybody loves Sharknado. Is yeah. it really? It's an honor. Yeah, it was a good one.
1: All right. So what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about sports. So we kind of have some ideas. So Adam, what what direction are we going to go in?
0: Well, um, first off, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about the seasons of sports. We've done this before, back in episode six, and uh, it's something that we're talking about, just how seasons overlap in the different sports, um, baseball, football, basketball. And the reason why we're bringing this back right now is because this is one of the prime time of the seasons when it comes to sports.
1: Yeah, the the biggest overlap is right now. Absolutely, all of our teams are either preparing for a season, playing a season, or finishing a season.
0: Exactly. There's something going on everywhere. So you know, right now, the, I'd say the one that is just about to end would be the Yankees going into the postseason.
1: Right. Yeah. The, today was the final game of the season. Right. And the Yankees ended up being 20 games over 500. They were better than anybody expected them to be.
0: Right. Then they get second in the AL.
1: Right. And they're the number one wildcard team. Right. So because of that, they get the one playoff game. They're, the way baseball has it set up is the two wildcard teams play, and it's a single game. After 162, one game to see who advances. To see, yeah. I don't know. I don't like that. That's not fair.
2: And is that new? Didn't they make the postseason in baseball longer? Yes. they post-season? added.
1: Well, they added a second wildcard team. The thought was, is that in the past, the wildcard team would come in and even though they wouldn't have home field advantage, they still were coming in and there was real, not as much of an advantage to win your division as they felt you should have. So now they make the two wildcard teams play each other and you use your best pitcher. Right. And so they feel it's okay. We're going to let these teams in, but they have to play each other to see who plays
0: The best team does your a game, the best game kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, The Yankees had a better season than anybody thought they would.
0: Yes. They They overachieved some young players really stepped up. I think that's, that's always the case when you have young players step up. I mean, you can, I'm not even sure that they even looked at us as doing as well as we did.
1: You know, Aaron judge, 52 home runs, think 116 RBIs. He is up for the MVP. You know, he's just oh, one hundred percent, and and he's such a nice kid. Well, with all the young players that we have, and you don't know how they're going to. You know, it's a rookie season for Aaron Judge. You know, Gary Sanchez played at the end of last year, right? Um, But we had there's Greg Bird and and you know Clint Frazier. Severino had the great year that everybody thought he was going to have last year.
0: He was horrible. Now all those guys came up through the Yankee farm system.
1: Uh, Yes, Judge and. Uh, Sanchez, those guys have been in the farm system for quite a while. Right, Clint Frazier, they got uh, last year in a trade. Uh, Glaber Torres is their number one prospect. So there's a bunch of young players. Yeah, and and it's exciting. It's it's really exciting. So it'll be fun. Tuesday is the game. You know, so baseball is is ending, but yet we're in the postseason. So that goes
0: right. And uh, what I was saying earlier was that you know Aaron Judge being the MVP possibly. Yeah, possibly being the well the MVP for the Yankees, you know, and, and being so young, but well, right. in my eyes, right? Well, and you'll be the rookie of the year. Yeah, 100%. I mean, with that many home runs, I don't first rookie to have over 50 home runs, right? Yeah, well, 52. Season.
1: Yeah, the, the first rookie to, to hit 52 home runs in his rookie season. Right. In major league history, which is you know, 120 years. No big deal. No, <laughs> it's overrated. Right. Know? Okay, so, but we also have football going now. You know, the the NFL is going. Right, right. Uh, I think this week was week four for the NFL. Yep. Uh, duck football is going.
0: You know, this was week five. Five, yep. Both teams, well, the, the ducks, I'd say, are, are doing better than people had thought.
1: Yeah. Well, we didn't know. You know, like, Right. like everybody knows that, that listens to us. We have a new coaching staff. A lot of really young players uh, really turned over everything and... You know they're they're playing well. Uh, they played a really good game yesterday against Cal. Oh yeah, but we lost our quarterback. That was big loss, huge. So broken collarbone, so that's four to six weeks. So how we and respond from that?
2: Despite the injuries, they did well with all the replacements, and their O line stepped it up huge. D line even, um, they had a great game yesterday.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We were over at uh, at the Caspers. Enjoying
0: some seven ounces,
1: doing seven ounce Saturdays, and uh, yeah the the lines dominated Cal, offense and defense. The defense played really well. They I fought thought
0: the whole game, you know, even after the adversity, even after you know um, all the injuries, even to you know some uh, key defenders, you know Robinson going yeah, down, he, he gets thrown out, you know their safety for a targeting call, which. Which was crap, by the way. Called both ways, Uh, but you know that uh, even through that they just fought. You know, yeah, it was it was was... a
1: great win, and it'll be an interesting year to see. You know, hopefully we become bowl eligible, which
0: I think we will. Yeah, looks that way. I mean, we don't look even in our losses. We've looked or in our loss, we've looked good.
1: Yeah, yeah, we could have won that game easily. Yeah, we did. It was really sloppy. The Forty Niners, they're zero and four. Right. Good start. Uh, I like our defense. I, I like the way the team's playing. I like the coaching staff. Again, they have a total new coaching staff, new GM. But we have we have no quarterback. No. And Brian Hoyer is just horrid. So, you know, it's going to be righted out. You know, hopefully we end up at the bottom. I think we will. Yeah. Because I don't think we're going to win many games. There's only one game this year that we've scored a touchdown in.
0: Who if if do you have a, a a quarterback that would be in the draft next year or next that that you would possibly uh, want?
1: You know, I don't know. I, I too I, early to tell. I'm
0: terrified of from from college rookie quarterbacks. Yeah,
1: rookie quarterbacks. You just don't know. I mean, you yeah. look at at the guys that have been drafted the last couple of years. You know, and if, if Dak Prescott, who was taken in what the third round, yeah, you know, is is as good as any of them, and then you look at some of the players that were taken one or two. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it can go either way. You know, it's hard with the quarterback position, honestly, when it goes to being successful in the NFL, You just, you never know.
1: Yeah. But I like, I like where they're going and it's just going to be a write it out season. You know, it's not going to be a lot of weird. Yeah. It won't be easy. <laughs> it's Especially not going to be for fun. Fans. You know, and, and I've talked about this in the past, the fact that sometimes when your team isn't in it, it's an easier season if you're, if you're a rabid fan, if you really love your team and you live and die with what they do, when they're out of it early, yeah. You it's just okay. Well, just watch football.
0: Exactly. It's you know? kind of relaxing
1: almost. When you're in it and you're supposed to be really good, and, and kind of like the Packers this year, you know, it's kind of nail biting because you want them to win. You know, they're they're a little bit older team, so they're they're right where they should be.
2: Right. They're where they should they should be. And they've got a tough season ahead of them. Yeah. And for all the injuries we've had and all the speculation that are they going to be good? Are they not? It's very, it's fluctuating a lot and it it's nail biting. Like it, it is. It's, it's nerve
1: wracking because you, every game you think you should win and they should, I mean, they're competitive, you know, they're not going to win all their games, but you know, it just, if, if they lose, it's harder to take than for me with the 49ers, because the game today was nerve wracking, you know, nothing but field goals. Hoyer was horrible. You know, we haven't won an overtime and then all of a sudden we changed the way we're playing defense. And, you know, the prevent defense, which you love, you know, the the comment prevents you from ever winning a game when you go into that and don't break. Yeah. It just, we let them run right down the field
0: with in the final two minutes of overtime and yeah, the game's over. Yeah. You almost always break. Yeah. So, I mean, the the 49ers, like you said, they just need it. I think they need a new quarterback and hopefully that can, you know, turn them around, um, give them a leader, give them. I mean, honestly, they just need some offense. Like you said, their defense is good. And it's going to be great going forward because they do have some young talent there developing on the D-line, you know, linebackers, you know, that they could really do something with in a couple of years.
1: Oh, absolutely. Right now, they're they're a good defense. Ruben Foster, when he comes back, he's going to be a stud. uh, Oh, yeah. With Navarro Bowman. And so, yeah, uh, football, you can't wait for football to start. You know, as our podcast showed, you know, finally it's here. Right. And for us couldn't wait to talk about it. Okay. The NFL is, you know, kind of over. So we're gonna live vicariously through the Caspers and the Packers. Totally. Because we support each other's teams. And we support the green and yellow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
2: That's right. If anything in common, the colors. Yeah. I can wear my Packer hat anytime around the jubies and I'm accepted. Exactly.
1: Yeah, we came to I think it was the Super Bowl that we came over and watched, the last one that the Packers were in oh, and yeah. won. And we wore our duck shirts and then we just taped over where it said ducks and we put packers (laughs) packers you gotta utilize this is good
0: so yeah the colors work yeah exactly you know all right so we got we got football um you know but we we have not quite basketball but it's it's getting to that point where everyone's getting in the gym the blazers just had their media day um and so it's exciting because you know that it's talking you know everyone's uh the ball's rolling
1: don't preseason games? Start? They start this week. They already started. M- oh, oh yeah. Them. There, there yeah, are That's some.
0: true. They did start. They started uh, yesterday.
1: Yeah. And then the whole NBA and player movement, and there's virtually no one left in the East other than oh, Cleveland. Everybody else is playing in the West, and it's that's just that's too much to talk about. But the, the fun thing is, is right. they're starting. Yeah. It seems like we were just in Vegas for summer league.
0: Yeah. Like exactly. an hour and a half ago. <laughs> Does feel that way,
1: and you know now all of a sudden they're, you know the uh, you know all this stuff is getting going, and they're going to get you know there's going to be preseason games and
0: right the first blazer preseason games on Tuesday against the Suns, yeah, I'm excited. I don't get to watch it, but I'm excited. Damn the man. So and and also you
1: know the the Ducks basketball team is you know they're in the gym. They they can't start officially yet. Yeah, but everybody's you know all the players are showing up, and everybody's been practicing. Kind of on their own. I don't even know exactly what the rules are.
0: Well, they can practice together and they can put, you know, different things together just as themselves. But no coaches can can go and contact them and and set up any kind of meeting. Right. So practices. they're not actually
1: running practices or preseason. No.
0: But I mean, as, as you know, collegiate athletes, they've probably been been doing those kind of drills and practices for a while. They could conduct something pretty. I'm sure they're doing stuff. Yeah. Something. So is the FBI. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. So this will be interesting how this all shakes out. This season
0: is going to be very weird because of that.
1: And that's, that's a podcast we're going to go into when, and we're going to get into the the depths of, of college basketball and where it went wrong.
0: And have you heard about this? I don't,
2: I don't think I have.
0: Okay. So there is a college basketball scandal going on right now. It's huge. It's it, across the whole country. There's five different uh, Power Five uh, conference schools that have been uh, connected with this. One of which being the University of Arizona. And you know, there's been multiple accounts of, of uh, bribery and just um, you know getting players money. And, oh, it's and, yeah, and, I sh- mean, this, shoe companies and
1: agents and oh yeah and financial advisors and all of these things and what we end up with now is since it's the FBI people are going to jail yeah so there's four assistant coaches that they actually arrested and one was from USC one was from Arizona Oklahoma State and and um yeah guess we Louisville well no Louisville that's Patino they fired Right, Rick Patino. but no, his it wasn't one of his assistants. And I don't he's think. saying he had nothing to do with it. Of course, he's always done that. Of course, he's crooked. Great coach, as as crooked as
0: were, anything. Yeah, they were trying to put his name up there with Coach K, and
1: well, he's, you know he's he's won national championships at two different schools. You know, I mean, he's he's a great coach. Okay, right. I get that, but he's always been a little smarmy to me. But what this is coming out as because it's not the NCAA right. that's doing this investigation; it's the it's FBI. The FBI.
0: Which is taking it to just a whole new level. And like you said, people are going to jail as opposed to just being fined or kicked out of the league.
1: And the the shoe companies and all the things. Again, this is a podcast. As we get to know more and we really start looking at it, I want to do one
0: down the road. But that's happening right now in college basketball. Right. So that is affecting a lot of what's going on. I mean, whether it's recruiting players to uh, just, you know, I mean, all these programs have to look into, you know, their own themselves, see what's going on. Right. There's just so much money floating around.
1: And again, it goes back to the fact that the only people that aren't getting any money are the kids, the kids' parents, you know, I mean, the the kid that was going to come to Oregon last year, Bowen. Yeah. And I mean, all of a sudden, every, everybody's saying he's coming to Oregon. He did an official visit. Everything was right there. Next thing you know, he's going to Louisville and Louisville wasn't even in his top five. And as it turns out, they have recordings and they have information that Louisville gave his parents, his mom, a hundred thousand dollars wow. for him to go to Louisville. And you know, that's where he's at. Yeah. So this is big. It's huge. So, but college basketball, again, always fun. It's exciting. We yeah. really enjoy it. March madness is one of the best events ever. Yes. One of our early episodes, I think episode two. Yeah. So that's starting to go. Uh, also hockey. Right. Is starting to go that you know, the coyotes are, are playing. The uh before we actually and move, the knights the knights are
0: playing and, move off of basketball. Okay. Um, I did just kinda want to touch on on one thing, which is the um change, rule change of the draft and the uh, the draft odds now. And um so, you know, in in the past teams would tank to get the best draft. You know, they would get one on get the number one draft pick. You know, it can change your franchise. Um, And so the the league in an attempt to try to get that out was now, I believe it's the top three teams have, you know, an equal chance of actually getting that, that top spot, which is huge.
2: Now, instead of a team just throwing games so they can get the next best player, they're actually giving that opportunity to the best teams as well?
0: Um, no. No. No, no they're <laughs> just, they're making it so that you haven't, it doesn't matter whether you're last or second last, you're, you have an equal chance of getting it. You know, you're not trying to beat out just that. If that you, top you team. if you're the worst team, you had a 25% chance of getting the number one overall pick.
1: Right. And you could only drop to number four. Okay. Now they're saying that the top or the bottom three teams have an equal, and it's like 15%. Oh, yeah chance of getting the number one because they have a, a lottery so they draw so all you have to do i understand what they're trying to do right but it's not going to work no because now you just have to be in the t- bottom three exactly right. but you don't have to be the worst you can be one of the worst to get yeah. the draft it's so teams are still going to tank. It it's, it's, not, it, it's not it's not going to change that much yeah because still you can only end up those three teams can only end up in five so so you've dropped down one from what you would end up being the worst, but now you've included two other teams in that. Right. So I, I understand what they're trying to do, but right. it's...
0: Maybe not the right way to approach it.
1: I don't think it's going to have the effect that they think that it's going to have. So We'll see. But they're always tweaking things.
0: Right, which is, I think, important. I, mean, I think they do need to not have concrete rules. I think the game changes, so they need to adapt to the game. Yeah. So, cool. But hockey... Yes, Hockey starting. So Knights. Yeah.
1: The Knights, yeah, they've already had one tournament. And uh, Alex's team, uh, already I'm impressed with the the difference from their first tournament that they played in.
0: Right, okay.
1: And they played four games and they were two and two.
0: Okay, that's good. That's and, better than last year.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, but the difference in the team, the way that they played in that tournament, because they hadn't had a chance to practice, because their home rink is Coyotes Arena. right. So it's the Gila river, I think right. so, but what they weren't able to do is, is practice. So because they can't get on that rink before the coyotes start cause they don't put ice down. Now all the other teams, the Chandler, Gilbert, Scottsdale, Tempe, they all
0: have year round ice,
1: right? They have ice all the time. And most of them have two rinks okay. with this exception of Arcadia. Arcadia only has one, but anyway, these guys in Peoria, they all can practice. They all have access to ice. The knights don't. So now they've had some practices. They played another game. I went and watched. Nice. And uh, they played zero-zero tie with the Lady Coyotes, which Alex's it team up is being
0: a zero-zero tie. Zero-zero tie.
1: Wow. Alex's team is. He doesn't have any girls on this this year. But oh, okay. But they're ten and eleven. Age uh, age wise. Yeah. The Lady Coyotes are. They were up to fourteen years old. That's, I mean, they were big. That's early. a big yeah. difference. Yeah, some of these girls I watched it in that
0: age you know you
1: know they're they're out there skating with these little boys yeah and these girls are you know they're a foot taller and 40 pounds
0: heavier there's no checking right I mean, no no not...
1: they' well and that's kind of a the the story is that's why the girls don't want to play in peewees which is the next level up from alex's uh, level because they don't want to play against other teams that
2: hit. Gotcha. Right. Okay. I'd rather play against kids that are foot shorter than them. foot
1: shorter and 30 pounds lighter. And so and without meaning to the girls just knock the guys around as you can imagine. Yeah. You know, it's just Absolutely. 30% I mean, but the
0: without intention.
1: I, yeah. I like the coaches. Um, I like the direction they're going. Actually, we are efforting at this point yeah. to get Alex on a podcast next Friday.
0: Yes. He has a game here in Chandler. So we're hoping to, uh, Get him here before that. Yeah. Fingers him, crossed. Him and Chad, we're, we pushed that the other
1: night, as you saw on our Facebook page that Adam has put out. Great job, Adam. Thank you. After last week's episode with Ebenezer, we went Friday night out to watch Ebenezer. Great show. And it was so much fun. And we showed up in force. There was oh, a lot yeah. of us. And it was great hanging out with the band. They played great. We had so much fun.
2: Yeah. Great other bands that were there as well. Shout out to the Wiley ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Their saxophone player came out, played a song. Um, that was actually with Caddy Wampus. Yeah, he played Caddy Wampus back up there. Yeah,
0: that was really cool.
1: So that was a lot of fun that, you know, we were able to do that. Uh, and then that night we kind of broached the subject with Chad about next Friday. And we'll see if that that comes about. you know, it's we're gonna do our best. But if that, anything, we we might just have to bring the recorder to the rink. Yeah, we'll do something. He has a seven o'clock game next next Friday. Yeah. Coyotes are starting and so you know i mean everything's going right now
2: and as far as hockey goes professional hockey i've grown more interested in watching it on tv over the last few years especially i think because tv has gotten better and the fact that growing up as a kid you couldn't even see the puck on the tv why am i watching a bunch of people skate around score less than five points in a game and you can't even follow what was going on yeah a bunch of people i don't know from canada but now you can actually see the puck handling skills. And these are yeah. highly talented players. It's
0: crazy yeah. how large they are and how nimble they are on the ice. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: And they fly around so oh, fast. Yeah. They're moving that stick so quick. And the puck, I don't know how they keep track.
1: Well, and understanding the strategies. That's the hard part. Right, is, right. Is it seems so random exactly it just seems to be all over the place and what are they trying to do okay they can't go cross the blue line for the puck does and so once it goes in then they can go in so but sometimes a defenseman comes up into the offensive zone how does that work and well, i then- think
0: when there's less scoring in a game you have to understand the nuances of that game and you have to understand everything that's going on you know in between the scoring otherwise it's just boring that's why people can watch basketball and not know anything about it but possibly enjoy themselves because something is happening every, you know, couple of seconds. So,
1: yeah, exactly. It's, it's exciting. You, it's, it's pretty simple to see what's going on with a basketball game. Yeah. Hockey. It seems so random. It you're looking around and all of a sudden, the next thing you know, the guy's screaming the goal, you know, and, mm-hmm. and like wait a minute, what happened? Where was it? it? It was just there. Now it's here. And so it is pretty crazy, but yeah. I, I'm the same way. I, my dad loved hockey. And so growing up, he we would watch hockey games. I tried to watch it with him and I just, I never had any interest until now, you know, that Alex is playing and I've been watching him for the past five years and I have a good time watching the Coyotes now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny, I, just simply because of youth hockey.
0: Yeah.
2: All it takes is just a little bit of exposure to yeah. find out more about the rules and, you know, how each player works together to make the team. And it, it's much more enjoyable. It's similar with, NASCAR, in my opinion, and I'll only touch on that briefly. But I've been so out of touch with NASCAR for the last several years that I don't know any of the drivers. I don't know really who's in contention nowadays, and it makes the whole experience not as pleasurable for the viewer as when I knew 40 of the drivers and their whole team and their whole background. That was actually interesting. But with with hockey, too, um, the more I get involved, the more I get exposure to the whole sport in itself. I like it more because I actually know what's going on. Yeah. And
0: it's so true. And, I, you know, also having a team, you know, you're talking about exposure, having a team local that you can root for. You know, I think a big reason why I haven't been involved with hockey is, you know, I don't have a team to root. There's no team in Oregon. You know, there's not a team in Seattle. There's, you know, at least a pro- professional team, you know, and so not having that nearby, you know, team to root for, then, it's, you know, again, you probably don't look into the game and, and, you know, try to figure out, you know, find your own team to do it unless you have some kind of connection, whether it be your nephew playing or, you know, your grandson or whoever. Yeah,
1: exactly. That yeah, that's, that's the thing for me. It's that connection Yeah. of Alex playing. And now, you know, cause the coyotes on my sports apps, you know, listing my favorites, the coyotes are the only sports team that's local, right? Every one of my teams are somewhere else. So, but, you know, it, it, it should be a fun hockey year. Uh, hopefully the Coyotes, they're, they're young. They've gone in a different direction. New coach. Right. You know, they have a, their GM. I think he's, I think he just turned 15 uh, this last <laughs> summer. He's the youngest GM in sports, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. He, he's, he's, uh, he's younger than both of you guys. That's crazy. Yeah. So, Are you being facetious? or No, that... no, I'm serious. He's, wow. he's like 24 or something, 23. So, but that's, you know, so again, that's the other sport that's, that's going.
0: Hey, uh, can I, can I say something real quick? I've really enjoyed you guys' perspectives here. So no,
1: somebody was thirsty. So you touched on NASCAR. Uh, we actually invited John to, to show up tonight and, and talk some sports with us. And he
0: was our NASCAR buff
1: and he, yeah, he was going to bring all the NASCAR knowledge. Unfortunately, and the bacon uh, and the bacon, always the bacon, but, yeah, uh, he, he wasn't able to make it. He was busy yeah. with, with other things, important and, things. Yeah. Busy guy. Family. But oh, NASCAR. Yeah. yeah. NASCAR is it's just, it's weird. I mean, I followed NASCAR for a long time, but my favorite driver retired. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Jeff so there's, Gordon. yeah, there's really no one else out there that I like that much. So I'm like you, Ian, you know, I,
0: there's nothing that's drawing me to watch these races. Right. Oh, it, you know, I I haven't really ever gotten into NASCAR. It sounds like you guys at one point in time and another have really been into NASCAR.
2: And having the I don't know time growing up with my dad watching NASCAR really it, it almost forced it because I I grew up knowing these people. If I were to all of a sudden say having no knowledge of NASCAR, I want to get into NASCAR. It would take a very long time to catch up with all the backgrounds of all these drivers, all their teams. All the different owners of the cars and and the teams of uh, cars that they own, it, it's a time consuming consuming process. And for a newcomer, it's really not as enjoyable if you don't know any of the drivers or the techniques of. Okay, everyone says they're they're just going in left turns all day long. There's more to it than that. Oh yeah, in in, in a car and in motorsports in general, the finesse and momentum and the draft. It all, there's so many different pieces that make you better than someone else. You're not just taking left turns.
1: To really get into it, there's a lot of really interesting concepts and and things that happen. Because you look at, you know, why does this car go faster? Why is this Mm -hmm. team better? Mm -hmm. You know, I remember in the early days when I started watching NASCAR, and this is back in the 70s, and you only had a few guys that were really legitimately able to win races. Legitimate contenders. Yeah. Then you ended up with the big teams, you know, and Hendrick and Canassi and Mm -hmm. and these... Roush and and so they they started putting teams together in different cars and the money that's involved and it's crazy mm-hmm. and but it's the one sport more than any other that has has changed all the time. I mean they change the design of the cars, they make the cars safer, then they change the spoiler, and then they change this. They're trying, they're constantly trying to make it competitive, mm-hmm.
2: and it it's crazy. They need to make it fun to watch. And for the whole season long, and not only changes to the cars and the safety and that whole thing, but they're also implementing different rules with the chase now. Their form of playoffs. Right. They're, yeah. They
1: wanted to get into the
2: the playoff. There can't be
0: a, a lot of a money single, involved with playoffs.
2: Right. A lot of money, and it eliminates the chance of there's a one driver that from day one on the first race he wins five races in a row. Now he's a billion points ahead of the rest of the pack. And he's just going to win, right? That's
1: that's the way it used to be. There, at times, there was a driver that would wrap up the championship, and there's still four races to go in the year. Oh yeah, and it's like who cares?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Who's
1: going to watch those at that point? Mm -hmm. So yeah, they've they've done that, and they've done, you know, so many things with points. And okay, you know, it used to be that you you got points for every position. Then it was well, okay, everybody's going for position, but nobody's trying to win the race. So then they added points for winning a race. Mm -hmm. And there's just constant change and constant things going on. And the unique thing about NASCAR is that, you know, basketball is played on the court, same court, same size all the time. Football fields, the same baseball changes a little bit because the park sizes are different. But NASCAR, every track is different from the surface to the length to, you know, everything about it.
2: That's right. And that makes it difficult on the drivers. Every week, you got to learn a new track. I mean, unless you're an experienced driver that's been around for years, I can only imagine for a a rookie driver having to go to a new track 36 times over a 36-week period, learning a brand new track. If you turn your wheel an inch further, you're sliding out into the wall. And it's that finesse that I was talking about. It's not easy to just turn left around these tracks every time. It's very
0: impressive what they do, but I think it's underappreciated. Definitely yeah. sure. Well, and
1: you know, one of the connections that I have with NASCAR is a friend of mine, Bobby Hillen Jr., that uh Bobby was was a uh one of the young guns uh in the eighties and uh you know had won Talladega and and was in the top ten in points for a couple of years. Oh yeah. And I have since then, you know, become friends with him and it's allowed me to go to some races as a, a friend of his. And it's an amazing experience. These people are all so nice. Yeah. And I had a chance to take John, uh, your dad, up to Las Vegas for one of the races. And we had hot passes and we're walking around in the pits. And, and we actually sat and watched the NASCAR race, you know, the cup race from, uh, from Kyle's pit. So that was That's kind of... so cool. That was a fun... I think it was a pretty good day for John. Yeah. Because Kyle won Kyle the race. Kyle won, huh?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes it a good weekend.
1: But yeah, NASCAR, it's interesting, it's fun, you know, and they're in the chase now. They've just had the first cut down, I think, today. So there's 12 drivers now that go into the next phase. Okay. So I have
0: no idea. I honestly
2: have no idea how the
1: chase works. Then I I think it's three races and they cut it down again.
2: Yeah, I think it's between three and four races each phase of the chase. And every time, if you haven't won in that certain amount of time, you get cut. Or unless or you've done good with points, yeah. You get but a, points. a win automatically advances you,
0: right? I mean, on the final race, how many cars are racing? Well, everybody races every week, so, so even if, even you're if not they're in eliminated, the chase, yeah.
2: Even if
1: they're eliminated, racing. you still have the thirty-four cars. So are, forty-two. Are you 42? trying
0: to? I mean, uh, I mean, you're not intentionally trying to like take anyone out, but are you trying to strategize? I mean, obviously you have teams, right? I guess yeah, that's why.
1: Yeah, a couple at of years ago, point. a couple years ago, they did some some shenanigans like that yeah yeah
2: and and the option is always there if you're not fighting for the the cup win but your teammate is say he's in first you're in second of course you're going to do your best to block whoever's in third because they're trying to
1: take it all right 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 so the 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 final race it's
0: four right
2: yes it gets cut down to four i believe are in the last couple of races
0: and at at that point it's still throughout the whole chase it's a point system correct? Yeah, correct. So you
1: get points, points for yeah. all different things. Now this year they've added phase or, uh, what do they call them?
2: Yeah. Uh, phases. phases. And so basically instead of one winner at the end of 500 miles, for example, there's going to be three winners because I think there's different, there's
1: pretty much a stage.
2: St- yeah. A the stage. stages.
1: Right. So now you yeah. get points at the end of stage one, the end of stage two, and at the end of the race
0: in, okay. So there's three stages within a race at each point in time people get points during that stage
1: correct and the reason they did that again is to not make the middle of the race a bunch of guys driving around in circles not really doing much right which is irrelevant it was you know it didn't matter where you were at lap 30 or 80 or 250 it's where you were at the end of the race right so you could write around you know, Talladega and, and Daytona were the worst mm-hmm. guys are just sit in the back.
2: The best racers out there are trailing around in 30th place because they don't want to be caught in the big wreck.
1: Right. So they're, they stay back. So now they have these stages. So you get points for each stage. Okay. Again, you know, NASCAR is all about, you know, what can we do to fix it? Yeah. You know, and, and they keep changing and they kind of trip over themselves sometimes, but they're always trying. They're always making an effort.
2: And, it makes me wonder why they're making those drastic changes. If viewership is declining and they're trying to make up for it, or are they being proactive and trying to maintain the viewership that they've got and even expand to get, to have more viewers? Cause obviously viewers equals more no. sponsors, more right. money,
1: but well then it goes back into that question that old folks like me have is that, okay, they're not interested anymore in the fan. They're, they they do not care about your dad. They don't care about John because the bottom line is John's going to watch anyway. So whether they have stage wins and what's happening in the middle of the race and all that kind of stuff, because he's a fan, he's going to watch. They're going out for the the people that may watch a race, but will lose interest. And we always blame it on the millennials. So mm-hmm. I'll blame it on the millennials <laughs> today. Perfect. Uh, but that whole thing is that, okay, we, we want to bring in that periphery of fan. We want to bring in people and entertain them. Because if they start watching this race and nothing's happening and there's no excitement, they're going to turn it off.
2: Mm -hmm. And I agree. Um, And when you say that, it brings up two different aspects of watching a sport. Watching it live versus watching it on TV. Because as you said, my dad's going to watch forever, regardless, at least on TV. But he's someone that had season tickets to go see the race in Phoenix a couple of times a year for 20 years or more. But he doesn't do that anymore. They've, They've kind of lost his... Uh, satisfaction with going to races either with prices different rules what you can bring in even to the point where technology is just making watching from home that much better because well, watching on a tv in your own house on a 65 inch tv that's isn't too bad outside right.
1: which is, is now an option at the casper house <laughs> did I, they get the tv up on the patio? yeah gotta put up today oh yeah.
0: man I'm, i saw some pictures i'll be there tomorrow
1: not much on monday but you can go by
0: hey I, i'll watch the you know an antique, antique road I'm, show or something. I'm guessing
1: we'll be there sometime next weekend. <laughs> but the it's it's exactly, to me, the biggest change, in, and we weren't going to talk about NASCAR very much, but we moved on from that concept. Yeah, totally. The biggest change with NASCAR was the in-car camera. So now instead of watching, you're watching from inside the car and the right. bumper cam. Yeah, And you see how close they are, and you see the cars moving around. And now they have the camera that goes on the guy's helmet. So it's, by all accounts... The drivers, the ex-drivers, say it's just like driving the car,
2: right? And yeah, giving it, giving the viewer that new perspective of the driver. Ooh. There we go.
1: Now he's now he's catching on.
2: There he is. It ch- changes it completely. Watching from you know bird's eye view the whole time, you can lose interest. But now they've got fifty different cameras in fifty different places. That oh, it's it's everywhere,
1: these. and and thank God they got rid of the gopher thing. <laughs> the gopher thing. You know, I mean, show me the cam. I don't care. The cars run over it. Wow. Okay, they're going fast, and and this is great. But they they have this little gopher coming up, and and you got to see all the graphics. It just it was stupid.
0: So you know that there's just a lot going on right now. Totally, it is it is truly the season of sports right now. Right. Um. Now, you know, talking about something that actually hasn't been brought up in the Juby Take ever. I I kind of want to know. You know, us being, you know, a sports episode, the Olympics, the Winter Olympics are going to be coming up in February. Here they come. Oh, you know, yeah. Right around the corner. Yeah. South Korea. Now. That should be interesting. Yeah. Before we jump into that and where they're going to be played at, I'd quickly, round table, what is your favorite Winter Olympic sport? You can think about this for a second. Wow. But I need to hear your thought process. What's What's going on?
1: Uh, I would say for me, it's the... The speed skating, the short track, okay, which they never used to show. Yeah, nobody really had any interest in Stella Apollo, Apollo Ono. Apollo Ono, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and how that's really kind of exciting to watch
0: that. Yeah, you know, it really just, is. They're
1: such on the edge, and it's it's really pretty crazy
0: the precision that they have to have with those skates. And but yeah, you know, I those I really
2: like that. And it gets too repetitive for me. It's almost like NASCAR.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just I can't do it. Yeah, I have get, seen some really exciting. Re- I, I, you know, I, I can't say that I haven't really they, enjoyed yeah, they, a good speed skating. They lifestyle. need a skate cam, you know.
1: <laughs> they, they need to get right down to get the
2: technology in there, huh? Yeah.
1: Put a camera on his toe. All right,
0: Ian, what do you think?
2: Snowboarding slope style. Um, now that that's actually an Olympic sport, it used to not be. But I've always been really into snowboarding, and I love to see the tricks that they pull. It gets more intense slope, every year. Slope style. So there's several different um
0: so you have like half pipe right right you've
2: got the pipe you've got racing and then there's slope style with just the giant jumps and the different features as far as boxes and rails and okay
0: park. it's almost like a park you know right yes yeah, okay. it's,
2: it's one run from the top to the bottom of a giant park okay and this person has to nail at least 10 different big moves on that way down or else you know yeah. you're, you're just not gonna win exactly um but it's really interesting to me to see what kind of moves they can pull. Snowboarding has been really interesting to me my whole life. So I've got to go with that one.
0: Yeah, I, I can't disagree there at all. You know, having snowboarded multiple times in some great places with you, actually, mm-hmm. you know, really, you don't, you know, you can appreciate snowboarding. but Once you get out there and you're on the mountain, you really start appreciating what they're doing out there and the risk that they're taking. By going out and, and jumping the jumps that they do and, and doing what they do out
2: right. there. The risk is huge. And a lot of people who see snowboarders and say, oh, well, you know, they're just falling in snow. It doesn't hurt that <laughs> much. Well, that's not really the case. If you're, Tell if that it's to giant, my back. Yeah. If you're in a giant park, it's almost as hard as concrete. So if you if you fall, yeah, there may be the slightest amount of give, but it's still a hard, hard hit.
0: Oh, yeah. I would almost yeah rather fall on a, a wood box than I would on some sheet of ice right yeah um i you know myself personally i'm a curling fan yeah i've always known that about you yeah i just i've i've spent so many like countless amount of nights just up watching some some late night curling and uh it just so you have the curling channel um well
2: yeah. it's me it's extra for that
0: <laughs> it is part of the elite pro. you know uh package is it yeah, I, I I don't. I wish I did. If I had I year, if I had year round curling, my life would be complete, complete. I know what to get you for Christmas. Yeah, oh, thank God. I'm ready for it. But
2: I like that you say that because honestly, I do really enjoy at least for my own playing pleasure, um, like bowling and shuffleboard. Yeah, even um, bocce ball now is yeah. a pretty fun game as to, well, and it's all relative.
0: I used to play a version of bocce ball in high school called petanque. It's the French version with made uh, actually with metal balls as opposed to like wooden balls or, or plastic balls and bocce ball.
2: But is it the same rules concept?
0: Basically. Um, but with, yeah, just heavy. Wow. We just got real nerdy. Yeah. Just a little bit, but you know, that's um, that's cool. No, it's
1: great. Yeah. But the interesting thing, the fun fun thing is it's, if you have a connection to a sport, yeah, no matter what it is, if you know somebody that, that is interested in it or you participate yourself, you've done something in it. Yeah. It's, we just talked about hockey you know and and Alex getting us more involved in hockey than we were and it's really funny you know almost any sport you yeah. know there's people that are you know that are avid fans of or or participating and that's the whole idea of sport
0: yeah exactly it's all about the fans it's all about enjoyment um obviously it's it's you know cool to play but i think that sports wouldn't be what it is without us
2: i agree and Throughout my childhood years, yeah, I spent a good amount of time being on this and that team, but I was never really dedicated to one sport over another. Um, But as a a viewer, it's probably had more of an impact on my life than anything else, as far as bringing the family together, bringing good friends together, have some beers, have some good food, all to just watch a football game and root for your favorite team. Um, Football specifically is probably the biggest one, in my opinion um Packers games for uh, the fall and winter months and duck football with the Jubies. I have no ties to Oregon or any of their sports teams really other than the fact that I remember vividly from when I was 6 years old up until now still today yesterday included I've been spending Saturdays watching duck games with the Jubies and we love that and so much. I'm I'm not a big college sports fan for any sport even, but football for the ducks, that's my, my college team. I've went to a different college, don't follow them at all. <laughs> and, but I follow the ducks.
1: Well, you know, and that's, that's the, what we always tried to create is an event, you know, and I, I've got pictures of all of you guys in, in, duck stuff, you know, now the grandkids are wearing some of those same shirts and I've got them in the, in the closet. I can pull them out and they're just, they're great memories, oh, but yeah. it was always an event and that's what we wanted. Is people coming over, and the duck game is a reason. Yeah, and we're you know avid fans. I mean, we live and die with our teams, but still, it was sharing that experience with you know with you and your family,
0: Ian, and I think that our our passion for the ducks really drew people in. I think that was the fact that we were so diehard. You know, not in, to a, a point where we were annoying with it i don't feel like well i've been called that yeah maybe 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 i mean that's a biased comment but you know i I, you know the 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 passion that we had for our team made it exciting to be there because there was uh, you know the energy that we had going on and i will say rightfully so i was
1: i i have been (laughs) annoying in the past watching a duck game or two a duck game or yeah different things and i'm really working on that now that i'm getting a little older i try to be a little bit more
0: as you've matured throughout your years (laughs) <laughs> you, you've you know
1: you mean from 60 to 65 to hey exactly yeah exactly i've, I, I've matured I, i've seen it yeah yeah but it you know and that's the whole thing it's it's sharing that experience and you're right adam it's the passion that we have for it you know people wanting to share it the just but the camaraderie it's it's yeah, the right. the event you know whether it's some good food or or different things and you know your family and our family have you know through you and and Zach and, you know, Power 96.
2: Yeah, that was the soccer team. Yeah. I, I think it was Power 92.
1: Power 92. There you go. All right. But yeah, you know, you guys playing soccer together and you guys becoming friends and then all of us and all the things that have happened since then. And we do. We share those those experiences and, and the fun that getting together and being social is. And sports has been a vehicle for us for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you say you guys met playing soccer?
2: No, we actually met No, they met he, in school, but Yeah, first grade. He was uh late to come to school. Um, not like on time, but a couple of weeks into the start of school. Okay. And uh I was the first person to go up and, and say hi and really make an effort to be Zach's friend. Yeah. In this new state, new school. Yeah. Um and that really solidified it right from the beginning, I think. Um, you know, I gave him the time of day and that's what he needed hey. at the time and That's what anyone needs, man.
1: No, and you guys, uh, you know, you guys are are so close and have maintained that for all of these years. And the rest of us have just built off of that. But the first, yeah, the first sporting, you know, since we're talking sports. Yeah, exactly. The first sporting uh, thing I had got Zach into to playing soccer and Ian was on that team. I did not know that Zach
0: played soccer at
1: all. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I still remember going out there at like seven in the morning and you know the parents are lined up in the lawn chairs and i actually would take our little portable propane heater cuz it would be cold in the morning oh yeah when they were playing and you know everybody's got their coffee and
0: you got a propane heater on the sidelines i still just, have
1: one yeah
2: just hey that's classy yeah well I, yeah that's i like that's that. what made us popular i like that it's like glamping for sports watching <laughs>
1: yeah but we had uh, we had a lot of fun watching them and you guys were undefeated as i
2: recall we did pretty well. Um, another Trevor Allen was on that team. Yeah, I know we were talking that, about that the other day. That helped. Yeah, yeah was a rock star was, in whatever he does. So yeah,
1: he was a good uh, soccer player all along. We were yeah, we brought him up talking about football and mm-hmm. and uh, the Ducks punter and how bad the Ducks punter is and Trevor Allen, a freshman on Zach's football team, was a better punter than
0: you know than the Ducks have now. Right, which who ends up going to ASU for baseball? I heard. I yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, his dad, I think, played in the MLB. Okay, well, makes yeah. sense.
0: He's got connections.
1: So, this is uh, kind of our episode to kind of bring everything together. Kind of, you know, catch up with what sports teams you know are are playing and what's going on. What's going on at the very moment? Sports. Sports. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's but, what's going on.
1: Honestly, we have we have so many things going on now with the podcast. That's really exciting. Yes, um,
0: there's a lot of cool things to come.
1: Uh, hopefully, we're, you know, next week, if we can get Alex and, and Chad on the podcast before the hockey game next Friday,
0: that'd be incredible.
1: Uh, we also heard from uh, Marie, uh, Alex's mom.
0: Yes, she is and demanding her airtime.
1: Adam's Adam's sister. And she wants to, to have a podcast. She made that very clear the other night at the Ebenezer show. Yes. So we're going to effort that, try to get that set up. And Ebenezer wants to come back. Yeah. And we need to get, John and Diane back on the mic and we just have, we've got a lot of things going. This is really exciting for us. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, How long has it been? Six months, six months. So this is 27. Yeah. So episode 27. Appreciate anyone who's been with us through the long haul. And uh, if you haven't, then, you know, thank you for joining in now. Yeah. You know, we're
1: going to keep doing these kinds of things. It's, it's going to be kind of all over the place. Yeah. But, you That's know, our People style. want people want to know what the Juby take is on all these different topics. Exactly. I mean, That's all right. the mail we get. You know, all the the input we get on the website no, and Facebook. It's overwhelming. Facebook. It's just I don't always get a chance to go through all of it. No, but I it, like to. It's yeah, I try to get to it. You know, I don't have a lot of other things to do, but uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's exciting.
0: Exactly,
2: and it's fun to be on the show. It really is. It's it's more of a conversation then it would seem to be if, if you say to your friends, hey, I'm going on this podcast. People think, oh, wow, you're, you must be super smart. This intellectual podcast you're about to go on to. Yeah. It's just well, they, a fun. Then, they've never listened. They've to never, never listened. To it. Well, <laughs> right. But it's just what I'm saying is a fun time to get together, have a couple drinks, talk about what you want to talk about. You know,
0: it is, which is why we do what we do.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's, it's why we enjoy doing it. Right. And, because we get, you know, we get other people involved and and it's fascinating the things that, that people talk about and yeah. the insights they have. Things that come up.
2: And from where you talked about sports and the camaraderie it brings when watching them. We didn't even watch a sports game and we're still building camaraderie just around a couple microphones. Yeah, just talking about it.
1: It's true. Absolutely. So we're going to call this a podcast. Appreciate it, Ian. Of yeah, course. Thank yeah, you I'm Ian for coming over and and again, you know, it's if you come up with another topic we're, we'll go there. I mean, we've gone sharks. That says we'll go anywhere.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. All right, well, I'll be thinking of the next one. I appreciate the uh, the follow-up and having me for a second time. Of course. Looking All right. forward to the next.
0: All right, well, honestly, guys, if you want more perspectives, it's going to come later. not help you see the light. you can't buy yourself a Porsche when you're dead. Well, my that I don't got a of the world and truly love, pray for a difficult life, to live and rise above, it. this is the time I'm asked so let's be tasted, so let's do everything we can, before I-
1: today point them out to me so I can come and join their way we'll walk around this land with open hands looking for change we we'll want to understand it's progression we have a hand humanity is killing wheat for this we will not stand I say let's progress in good contest make conference then love our best our onslaught of love will be at an
0: all-time high crashing like waves on some ponderosa pines our love that makes no sense we who spend love at no Expense. We are a
1: force of passion, creating a new faction,
0: taking action, working hard Just for the
1: satisfactions with the abilities to shine so bright that others want to fight Because our light is in their eyes Ladies and gentlemen, we are the skies, don't remain mystified by their lies And trust us, but we will teach you how to be true, teach you how to speak the truth when we stand here for love is the spark and we are its tender We are the good ones, the good ones of today
0: We're sending out a call for you to come and join our way got to do everything